Mortal Kombat 1 through 3 versus however many versions of Street Fighter that are exactly the same. Today on... <laughs> okay, I can't do it. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> hey, real, real quick, can you do the Press B voice? Say, like, finish him or come here or something? Get over here. <laughs> uh, everybody, hello and welcome to Press B to Cancel, the only podcast that you are currently listening to. Uh, today with me, we have Sick Jake. Go ahead and say, what's up, Sick Jake? What's up, Sick Jake? Thanks for coming back. Okay, and Werewolf, thanks for coming back. Say hi, Sick Jake. Hi, Sick Jake. There we are. So today, oh, and of course, I'm Guy Prime from the Retro Therapy. Today we are talking about the series of fighting games Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter 2. Or Street Fighter Alpha Omega Beta Mix. I forgot about the Alpha games. There's so many. I don't even know. Yeah, that, okay, we'll get to that. Sorry, but that's <laughs> that's essentially my stance on the entire thing. Just give me numbers is all I want. That was a tangent in the first five seconds. Good job, everybody. Wrap it up. We can go home. <laughs> that's, that's my time. Uh, yeah, I, I will preface this by, by saying something everybody's already picked up on. I, I know more about Mortal Kombat than I do Street Fighter. So I'm going to be leaning on you, bros, to uh, kind of fill me in on why Street Fighter is so well-loved. Well uh, I've, I've got connections to both series, but honest to God, you could show me a Street Fighter and I wouldn't be able to tell you which one it is. So let's start with Mortal Kombat. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mortal Kombat 1 came out in the 90s on both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Which one did you guys play? Fantastic. Both, but the Genesis more. Okay, you were more Genesis. Interesting. I was more Super Nintendo. How about you, Jake? Uh, so for me, I didn't have the SNES, so it was the Genesis version. I somehow convinced my mother to ignore the rating on the box and grab me the Sega version. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I think essentially the biggest differences between the Sega and the Super Nintendo, I think there were a couple of fatality differences, but there's also gore. You could, if I remember correct, enable blood for the Genesis. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's great. I remember the code, too. It's uh, Abacabi. I tried earlier today and it worked. I just my fingers just knew how right to get that blood just right out of the game. <laughs> Good. I'm glad they haven't changed it. So Mortal Kombat is known as like this over the top gore fest of a fighting game where people if you just get punched in the face, it's very like Tarantino. You you lose more blood than you probably have in your body. But it's cool. So they, they edited that out for North America with the Super Nintendo. They kinda shaded it like this grayish concrete color so it's like i think they said it's just you know you're getting the sweat knocked out of you or not knocked off your body instead of the blood and that sucked but that's that's how i got the first game because they they dumbed it down not dumbed it down but they degored it for the super nintendo and uh, i've been a little upset about it ever since i'm a little pithy about it well more than that too like both these games are ports of the arcade game um which i had actually not played until years after and uh i think when you compare the two 
the Super Nintendo version has slightly better graphics. But, I mean, that's not much of a surprise. And, but I also found that the Super Nintendo was a little bit more sluggish on the controls. Sluggish. That's a word now. <laughs> sluggish controls, like input lag a little bit. I find it not as crisp as the Genesis version when you're playing. So the Genesis version, and we've all seen it before with games like Earthworm Jim and whatnot. There's that um, dithering on mm-hmm. the sprites and backgrounds. And it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty pronounced in Mortal Kombat. But I, I quite liked the old Genesis game, for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think they were really fun. I, Of course, I should have opened it by saying it was originally arcade. Brought to us, did Midway do the first one? I know they did the second and I think the third one. But I've got to think of who the publisher was for the first one. But yeah, I think they were pretty faithful arcade ports. Uh, obviously, like you said, they were a bit dumbed down to fit the uh, technological needs of the two other consoles. But uh, I, I thought they were they were fun. I'll describe the game a little bit more after we hear from, from Jake. Or, yeah, sorry, I was just looking at uh, Discord. It says Jake Wolf, but I meant Werewolf. <laughs> Too many Jakes. Not the first time I've done that, so. <laughs> yeah, so so tell us. Yeah, t- tell us about it. For me, it wasn't really a. Let me let me go back to the fact that I played more Genesis. Like I said, I played a bit of both, but most of the kids I knew had a Genesis and not a Super Nintendo, so that was just the one that was around more often. I did play both of them, and I do remember disliking how the Genesis one played because it was a pain in the ass to swap controls. Three-button mm-hmm. controller is all anybody I had had in my neighborhood. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a very different Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. The neighborhood kids were amazing at it. I don't understand. Like They blew my ass out of the water. I had no chance. We're going we're gonna to edit out out of the water. <laughs> so it just sounds like the neighbor kids blew your ass. Oh. And then we're going to edit out me explaining that we're editing that out. Actually, Paul's just doing this. We're probably keeping all of it in. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but I did get to play it at the arcade, too. We had a roundtable pizza in the neighborhood that we'd go to pretty regularly. Oh. And they had awesome. it. And so playing it there is where I enjoyed it the most. Granted, it was either that or Miss uh, Pac-Man. And unfortunately for Mortal Kombat... Miss Pac-Man was a bit more attractive. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for Sonya Blade if Miss Pac-Man is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them legs fly. Oh, God. He's just going to go ahead and sex that bow right off of her head. Well, I, was, I was saying <laughs> Liu Kang's pretty pretty good. Oh, he didn't have the bicycle kick in that game, did he? No, he didn't. Okay, so before we get too much into character stuff, basically just on the surface, Mortal Kombat is, like I said, an uber-violent, bloody mess of a tournament file or tournament style fighter game. So you pick your character, you work your way up through the ranks, fighting characters as you go, pretty standard stuff. And then you get to the shape-shifting big bad at the end, Shang Tsung. Who's this old guy in this game? In later versions he's not quite as old. I would try to explain it, but he's a shapeshifter, so it doesn't really matter. And he he has like a bodyguard with four arms named Goro who uh, if you try to punch him in the dick, it'll break your wrist according to the movie, if you guys remember the awesome Mortal Kombat movie that came out. It's the best video game movie, as far as I'm concerned. It's pretty top tier. Still to this day. As cheesy as it is. But what I love is that if you do the dick punch in the game, or you try to against Sonya, it doesn't work. He just like, I think he puts his hands together. Really? I remember it not working. Am I I wrong? I have no idea. I, I, I don't remember. I never really played with Johnny Cage. I didn't either. I was mostly a Sub-Zero guy, but... 
okay, so that was one of my questions is, at least for one, and if it changes in other installments, we'll talk about it, who was your go-to? So Jake was a Sub-Zero guy. How about you, Werewolf? I kind of danced around with everybody, but I think primarily I went for Scorpion. So we're, we're fans of the, the masked ninjas of the Lin Kuei clan, as the, uh, as the lore goes. I was always Sonya Blade, mostly so you couldn't get dick punched. I'm kidding. I was Sub-Zero all the way, every time. Unless I wanted to beat it, and then I was Liu Kang. I think Liu Kang kind of had the best stats for it. But Sub-Zero, I always thought, was just the dopest character in the entire thing. You missed the chance to say he was the coolest. <laughs> Shut it down. We gotta start over. <laughs> no, yeah, right. You guys vote me off the island. This is fine. I had my chance. No, and in the movies, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, like, their whole thing was really, really awesome. I can't say cool now, but... Uh, no, like those two, and I'm glad that they kept them as a, a subplot throughout the entire series, at least for our purposes tonight, the entire series. So, okay, Mortal Kombat 1. Let's move on to Mortal... Uh, no, let's move on to Street Fighter 2. Is that right? Well, so Street Fighter 1, I mean, I think it was before Mortal Kombat, if I'm not wrong. It was in the 80s? I could it be totally was, wrong. It was um, 8-bit. Yeah. The, the neat thing about that one, though, because I got to play it recently, is I didn't realize... When it first came out in arcades, it was unique in that it had two buttons, right? But they're large and they're pressure sensitive. And you're meant to pound on it with your fist. And the harder you whack the button, the stronger the attack in the game. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. The game is also terrible. <laughs> Flat out bad. <laughs> but so the problem with those arcade machines, I guess, is custom parts. And then also there's and when they bring it over the West, it would be potential for, you know, people breaking the machines. So that's why they end up translating to the six buttons, three punches, three kicks, because that's what the levels of pressure there were on those original two big buttons. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I tell you, it, it just takes one jackass with a whack-a-mole hammer to ruin it for everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, those things were not going to survive Chuck E. Cheese. No. <laughs> Could you imagine Mortal Kombat at a Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> why is that not a Saturday Night Live sketch or something like that? <laughs> Guys, i got to make some phone calls. Mulaney, if you're listening, please use that. Okay. So Street Fighter 2. Uh, the reason I want to start kind of with that is because I think that is the closest, forgive the, the term, analog uh, to Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat in terms of uh, console generation. Know what I mean? Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 2 came out of, in a similar window. I guess we should check our mind palaces for that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Street Fighter 2 is 91 and I... Was Mortal Kombat also 91 or close to it? I should know this because it was a big thing. It was a marketing thing called, was it Mortal Monday or something on those lines? Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, sounds right. Okay, Street Fighter 2 is 91. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat is... No, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me Mortal Kombat 11's release date. <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. 92. Okay, so Street Fighter was first out. And second. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had played Street Fighter 2 before I had played Mortal Kombat. What, are, what What's your guys' experience with Street Fighter 2? Let's let's start with that. Jake, why don't you tell me about yours? So, I, I feel like I'm the odd person out, but I actually don't like Street uh, Street Fighter 2. Wait, are we on Mortal Kombat 2 or Street Fighter 2? Street Fighter No, 2. we're still doing Street Fighter, Big Daddy. Sorry, I'm trying to find out if Johnny Cage can crotch punch Sonya Blade <laughs> from the first Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Well, okay, well, then we'll go over to uh, to Werewolf while you do your research. Wolf. Thanks. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 was the first fighting game I ever played, 
And it was actually well before it hit home consoles. It was in the arcade. My cousin and I lived a few cities apart, went to my cousin's one weekend to stay there. He's like, have you heard of this game called Street Fighter? No. He's not as much into gaming as I am, but he knows I'm huge into it. So he's like, dude, you got to come see this. So road bikes down this big ass hill to the Albertsons at the time or Lucky or whatever the hell it was. I I think it was a Lucky because that's not around anymore. But uh, they had a Street Fighter inside the entry to the grocery store. We go in and he was like, you got to try this. So he puts in a quarter and gives it a shot, gets as far as he can. And then he's like, all right, now let's try let's try together. So I put in a quarter, he puts in a quarter, and I kicked his ass with Chun-Li. Nice. And he was like, how did you do that? I was like, I don't know. Nice. So who, who did you kick his ass with? Uh, Chun-Li. Oh, yeah. And I think he used Ryu. <laughs> so, okay, this is going to make me sound like a putz. I get that. But given how fragile masculinity is from time to time did he feel that he feel emasculated being beat by Chun Li? no nah <laughs> right okay no no of course yeah Chun Li is awesome but i mean ryu to me when i think of street fighter i think of ryu like to me he's the quintessential yeah um he's generally been the representative for the franchise for the most part that's what i would think him or, or guile as portrayed, I believe, in the Street Fighter live-action movie by Jean-Claude Van Damme and a pile of cocaine, from what I understand. <laughs> well, Ryu is like goes back to the first Street Fighter game, so he is the character. Okay, he's the he's the through. He's a ginger in the first game, though. I didn't realize that until recently. Well, we can probably edit that out too. I want to say Ryu and Sagat are both in the first game. Yeah, I want to say Sagat is the last boss in that game i think i believe so i feel like this is this would probably be cringe so you know i'm not gonna say it go ahead go ahead no i have to i can't not do it now right uh, okay so there's been a couple of street fighter movies that have come out since uh you know the jean-claude van damme one and there's a uh they've, they've actually been really really dope there's a guy who plays ryu or ryu uh, named mike mo who i actually i know and i've had meals with and I've trained with him. Oh, really? Uh, as part of the yeah, as part of the American Taekwondo Association. Ah. He, he, you know, well, I not not that it's like a. Well, anyway, I, I met the guy. I know the guy, and he's 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 great. But whenever I talk about Street Fighter, because I don't really have a lot of connections to it, it's like the one name drop that I'm allowed. I'm allowing myself to have. Like, yeah, yeah, I know Mike Mo. I trained with him, and by trained with my, I was basically like a a punching dummy. But it still counts. <laughs> it's, it's better than my celebrity story. So you win. Who farted on you? I forget. Well, you know, Yogi Stewart from the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> that's that's my one claim to fame. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you how do you know Yogi? We were doing a tour of uh, the Toronto Sky Dome, which is where the Raptors started playing. And as we're going through, the tour guide's like, "Okay, here's the locker rooms. No, you can't go in there. That's for the players." And then the door opens a crack, and this tall ass dude pokes his head out, and he's like, "Hey, hey, you want to see the locker room?" Like, yeah. And then somebody's like, don't you know who that is? I'm like, I don't watch basketball, but I'm going to start now. (laughs) And it's Yogi Stewart, who's actually super nice. Let us touch all the stuff we probably shouldn't have. (laughs) But it was great. That's awesome. I like it. That's a good story. I love people's celebrity stories. All right. So in in sticking with the format from earlier with Mortal Kombat, uh, when you guys played, okay, are you still a Chun-Li fan? 
uh, werewolf? Is that who your your go to is still? Mm, I tend to lean more toward my Shiranui these days. I don't know who that is. <laughs> See, this is how how out of it I am. <laughs> it's a Fatal Fury character. Oh, okay, okay. Thank God. <laughs> oh. Trying to uh, rile Jake, up I, our I, listener. Right, right. There's somebody who just muted us right after you said that. They're like, nope, nope, I'm out. <laughs> you guys have been great for 56 episodes, but I'm out. It's the power of research. The power of research. How about you, Jake? Who do you play as? So, my, you know, my problem with Street Fighter 2, as I found out even today, is I'm bad at them. Like, mm-hmm. terrible. And uh, as Ryu is, used to be a go-to character for a lot of the time, but I'll be damned if I can do a Dragon Punch. Like, even with an arcade stick. I secretly bought an arcade stick with the hope that it would improve my <laughs> Street Fighter 2 game. Nope. I'm still bad at it. So, for when I used Ryu, I could only ever do the two moves. The fireball and the, and the spin kick. Mm-hmm. So, when I was a kid playing this game for the first time, I used to default to Chung Lee. <laughs> because all you have to do is whack the kick button. That's all you need to do. <laughs> same thing with Blanca. There's Blanca, Blanca, and Chun Lee, Mostly for the same idea. E-Honda did it, too. Yeah, yeah. The, the like they were the noob friendly. Ball. They're easy to do those moves. Like the other characters, Guile was cool, but I could never pull off the charge moves in a way that would uh, you know not telegraph what the fuck I'm doing. Right? Like you play against a friend, and he's like, "Why? Why are you slowly moving backwards all the time? No reason." <laughs> <laughs> Sonic boom, motherfucker! <laughs> it's like, he's already blocking. Right? It's, it's same with the flash kick. Why are you ducking all the time? It's like no reason. <laughs> I was terrible at those. And like when I watch, I, I like to watch, uh, you know, the esports, Evo and stuff online once in a while. And when I see people playing, you know, Guile and they're pulling off those those charge moves, like it's nothing. It's it's amazing to me. But yeah, I stuck with the, the easy characters, Chung Li, Blanca, E Honda. Yeah, isn't there something with those charge moves where you can start holding them on your way down from a jump and release them as you land or something? Yeah, I, I think so. And if you know the exact timing, you can also pull it off quicker, right? And I just could never figure that out. Yeah, I, to be completely honest, I probably lean more towards Ryu and Ken these days because I can do all the like the the fireball, the dragon punch, the hurricane kick. Sure, you can. Just... <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, you want to you want to call beat. me out for missing the Sub Zero cool pun, but I, I've been sitting on the short you can for you know all day. <laughs> Uh, now, I, I do want to make a couple concessions here. because I've already stated that I'm more of a Mortal Kombat guy, but I have always felt that for clarity of graphics and sound quality, at least from what I've played, i got to go Street Fighter. I think it's a much cleaner-looking game. Uh, the edges are more crisp. The character, you know, the color palettes are brighter. It's designed to not be such a doom-and-gloom kind of game uh, when compared to, you know, Mortal Kombat. But I always liked the music. I thought, uh, you know, Guile's theme famously goes with everything. And uh, if you guys haven't seen those memes, you got to, you know, you got to yeah. look them up. But they, you know, the appeal of fighting games, because kind of like racing games that we talked about a few weeks ago, they're fun for a little while for me, but I can't do them for very long. I just kind of get my fill and then we move on. So to me, the, the draw to Mortal Kombat was the gore, the fatalities, and the codes. Mortal Kombat's have always been like riddled with a million different Easter eggs and codes. And then I think they really picked up on that. You know, like you said, they had the Abacab or whatever for, for Mortal Kombat 1, but they really leaned into it with Mortal Kombat 2. That's my segue. Uh, was there anything else we need to do with, with Street Fighter? 
Yeah, so you're right about Mortal Kombat having secrets. I, th- I want to say that Mortal Kombat was the first fighting game to have a hidden character, at least the home ports, because you could unlock Reptile in the original right. Mortal Kombat. But in terms of why I like Mortal Kombat more than Street Fighter, you're definitely right. Street Fighter 2 versus the original Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter 2 sounds better, looks better. And when you compare it to the arcade versions, it looks closer to the arcade than Mortal Kombat on the home consoles does to the arcade, um, which is disappointing. But the reason I like Mortal Kombat better is the controls are simpler, right? It doesn't matter what character you pick in Mortal Kombat, right? They all have a sweep, uppercut, swing and roundhouse, up, low punch, right? It's the same. They all behave exactly the same. Street Fighter 2, though, it feels like every single character has completely unique normal moves. The weak punch to the strong punch. I mean, the, everybody's got a sweep, yes. But the hitboxes, the, the design of all those moves feels very different on Street Fighter 2 and it's it's something I appreciate now but as a kid I can never get used to it no those are good points uh, let me follow I want to ask this question uh, and we'll start off with, with Werewolf and then Jake you can answer which is a better sound effect uh, from the original Mortal Kombat versus the original Street Fighter finish him or USSR oh definitely finish him okay I, well I think it's more iconic but I feel like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I make fun of Street Fighter. I guess that would make Mortal Kombat better. I just feel like I quote Street Fighter <laughs> noises more than I quote Mortal Kombat. Although my wife, when she's trying to get some, will tell me to get over here. And she'll do it in the voice, and it does it for me. I don't know what to say with that. That's more than anybody needed to know. <laughs> hey, it's nothing like a little bit of a mask in the bedroom to make things more interesting. Editor's note. Why is there no finish her joke? Thank you. I would say, despite the fact that I don't think I've ever pulled off a fatality or any of the uh, superfluous other versions of them, there's something (laughs) just satisfying about winning the fight and hearing finish him. Like, that's, you are, like, right there, you're like, I won. And it's also so demeaning to the other player, especially (laughs) when you get one of those finishers. Yeah, well, and the scramble to do the correct input, you know, because, you know, how Jake was saying earlier, I'm trying not to telegraph what move I'm trying to pull off. The moment you hear finish him, it is a free-for-all. You got about three <laughs> seconds to button mash and get all this. So you're going to look like you're doing like a little bit of, uh, I don't say break dancing, but I also don't want to say, we'll just stick with break dancing. So if you pull it off, you know, you hear that doom to doom and the screen gets darker and you know the other person's about to die. At your hand. There is something very cool about it. I don't know. But uh, fucked up little seven-year-old me couldn't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. Back then, like, even if you lost to a fatality, it was still cool as hell to see. Just because, you know, somebody's spine was getting ripped out or... Heart pulled out of the chest. Yeah. I that one. (laughs) Now, those, I think, were the two fatalities they changed between Genesis and Super Nintendo. Yes. Because on Super Nintendo, Kano goes to pull out the heart. But there's nothing in his hand. You can't see the heart. They edited that out. <laughs> he just punches a hole in the chest? Yeah. It, it's not even that. It looks like he just grabs him on the shoulder, and then they drop, and he's excited. And the Sub-Zero <laughs> one is just an uppercut, which you can do anyway. You just The screen won't be black, but you can still do it. It's crazy. He reaches yeah. over. You're done. Yeah, he's napping! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's basically the game saying, okay, you're just going to have to trust us that he's dead. And we're supposed to be okay with that. So, 
moving on Mortal Kombat-wise, let's go on to Mortal Kombat 2. I cannot say enough great stuff about this game. For me and my experience, this is the pinnacle of the Mortal Kombat franchise from my childhood. Certainly for the original, uh, you know, kind of classic ones, uh, leading all the way up to the, we'll say, the 64. But I think they peaked at Mortal Kombat 2. They introduced more characters. I think you had 12 player, uh, 12 playable characters from the beginning. I could be wrong. There are codes to give you longer fatality time. There are codes to, uh, you know, sway the amount of damage that you do with a single hit. You know, yada, yada, yada. There are more hidden characters. They introduced more female characters. They, they did away with Goro, which kind of sucks. They brought in, I think, Motaro, who is kind of weird. And I couldn't tell how old he was. He kind of looked like... Goro with two arms, tiger stripes on his back, and then, like, Bob Haskins, if you guys remember him. It's Kintaro. Kintaro. Kintaro, yeah. yeah. Any, anyway, uh, Bob Haskins, I think was the name of the guy who played Eddie Valiant in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Bob ha- Okay, Haskins. Anyway, <laughs> not that any of that's important. It's just a very weird game. But then they brought in Shao Kahn, who is so much fucking cooler than, than Shang Tsung. And you can play as Shang Tsung, the bad guy from the first one, uh, so you can be a shapeshifter and legit just play as anybody that you want to. Anyway, great, great fucking game. What are your guys' thoughts on Mortal Kombat 2? I played that one a lot more than the first one. I think I have it on the Genesis and on the Saturn, actually. I, I played quite a bit of it. I really enjoyed it. I felt like the gameplay... I don't know if the gameplay was more accessible because by that point I was able to play with six buttons instead of just three on the Genesis and then follow that up with playing it on the Saturn... It looked so much prettier. There was a lot more going on. But uh, I don't know. It still never really scratched that itch. Really? Okay. Must have been a pretty deep itch. That's okay. Oh, the load times in the Saturn version. Because Shang Tsung, I read, had that problem, right? It doesn't matter what Saturn game it is. They all have bad load times. (laughs) (laughs) I love my Saturn. The load times are just awful. Yeah. The reason I bring up is because Shang Tsung, in the Saturn PlayStation versions, when you switch forms, it loads for a second. It's pretty. It's oh. pretty bad. Yeah. Oh. Well, now let's 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 throw out just a really bad example of uh, load times on the Saturn, real quick. So, tangent. I have Symphony of the Night, the Japanese release for the Saturn. You pause that game, and it's like a second load time between gameplay and the pause menu. And you have to go through the pause menu to get to the map. It's not like on the PlayStation where you just hit select and boom, there's the map right there. So then you have like another second and a half load time after that to see the map. So it takes you like three or four seconds just to see the map in that game. That's how the load times are on the Saturn. That's crazy. Do you hear that, kids? Do you hear how rough we had it? (laughs) You know, when you're in a groove and then you have to hit a pause button and another pause button on top of it, it's... It breaks the flow of gameplay. I know I sound flippant, but I'm being I'm being serious here. Earlier, I was busting Jake's balls because he had said uh, Mango Hab instead of Mango Habanero, and I'm like, what do you do with all the time that you save? And I realized he's not saving time. He's making up for all the load times from, from when we were younger. <laughs> Got to catch up somewhere, man. Of course. I'm so sorry, Jake. How, how, how rude and inconsiderate of me. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, so Mortal Kombat 2. Okay. Jake, tell me about your experience with MK2, and then I've got one more flex, and then we'll talk about whatever the next installment of Street Fighter was. <laughs> so for me, uh, I guess I'm like Wolf. I'd, it doesn't scratch the same itch. I don't really care for Mortal Kombat 2 either. My exposure to it was, I was at 7-8, grade 7-8, seven, 
And uh, I used to skip class to go to the local 7-Eleven and I would play it. But it's hard. In terms of the difficulty, it spikes in Mortal Kombat 2. And I find that game brutally difficult. And when I was at friends' places and we're playing the home version, it's the same thing. The original Mortal Kombat, I can usually get through. But something about Mortal Kombat 2 is just ridiculously hard. Maybe it's just me. I am bad at video games. <laughs> That's a thing. But MK2 is is nuts. And uh, I like I like some of the new characters. I like how you're in Outworld and, and the, the backgrounds are a lot cooler. The living forest always stands out. Yep. I like the mm-hmm. style of it. But because it's so hard, it kind of throws me off of the game. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that one. Sure. There, there is, I think, a wall. Uh, really, I struggle with anything harder than just medium. Easy, very easy, obviously, or doable. And then medium, it's hit or miss. I think it's a good challenge. But even like maybe after five or six fights, yeah, it does seem to scale up the difficulty like it's week 11 on Tecmo Super Bowl. And you know the game is just fucking with you. I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said about the backgrounds being great. Um, in fact, there's one background where you are in like a coliseum yes. fighting in front of Shao Kahn and you see Kano and Sonya from Mortal Kombat 1 chained up and moving in the background fighting to, to free themselves. And you, you know, of course, for anybody who hadn't played it, those two characters have been captured you know, in the storyline. So they're not playable characters in the game. And I always thought that was pretty cool. They're included, but they're not available. You know what I mean? It's really cool because, like, the new characters they added to it really do feel like they fit into the lore. Jax is awesome. Some of Baraka is really cool. Katana is really great. Like, they did a great job. Like, they still had that. I mean, there's always a meme, right, with Mortal Kombat and the palette swap ninjas. And they just doubled down <laughs> on that with number two with all the Katana, Melina, and, and Jade is like a hidden character type of thing. Just wait until you get to Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, I know. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. But yeah. then, like, uh, they added Reptile, who was the hidden character in the first game, but now he's a distinct character in number two. And it's all palette swaps everywhere. But I love it. I I love the character designs. I just wish the game wasn't so hard. Didn't 2 also have, like, Smoke and Noob Cybot and Ermac and yes. all that crap? I don't think Ermac came in until 3, but they did have... Rumor, but it wasn't real. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did they? Have... I'm trying to remember if they had Noob. Yeah. Uh, yes, Noob is in it. But he was like a secret fight. Same thing with Smoke. Yeah. I don't think you could play as him, could you? Yeah, secret fight, much like Jade. Right, right, right. And Jade was so impossible. Ugh. But yeah, okay, so yeah, more of the Lin Kuei ninjas, a lot of lore, you know. The whole story behind Mortal Kombat I always thought was great. Tournament for the fate of the world type of stuff. Uh, and then, like you said, they, they made the characters from the first one even cooler. That was, you know, they, they made Liu Kang look more awesome. They gave him better moves. Uh, they introduced friendships and babalities and animalities. I forgot and about it was those. so. Well, maybe not animalities, but Liu Kang turned into a dragon for one of his fatalities. Anyway, that stuff to me was, was, it was great. I loved it. And Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is epic as a bad guy. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Amazing, like, giant of a, of a dude, you know, like seven and a half feet, all muscle, scantily clad for some reason. And uh, hey, if you got pecs like that, I wouldn't wear clothes either. You show them off, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so real quick, the big flex for me with this game. One of the first times I felt like, oh my god, I've peaked. I was playing as Shao Kahn. Not Shao Kahn, sorry. <laughs> as Shang Tsung, right? The shapeshifter. And this is on the Super Nintendo, so there's no load times when switching characters. Uh, so what I had done, I, was, I had shifted over to Sub-Zero. Got the cue, you know, to finish him. Began the deep freeze uppercut fatality. So I did the deep freeze. So the opponent I'm facing, I don't remember who it was, covered in ice... 
I morph back into Shang, immediately morph into Sub-Zero, and do the Skull, Fire, Light Him Up fatality. So I deep freeze and then light him up on fire. And that's, you know, three different changes back to back to back. And I, I have never been more proud of myself. <laughs> a, a few times, but in video games, I don't know if I've ever been more proud of myself than doing that incredible piece of disrespect to that video game. And you know what? Legend has it. That person he beat so severely, to this day, cannot eat ice cream. No, no, no. It's against the computer. Oh, well. Then you were right. You're still right. (laughs) (laughs) Still right. Always right, Jake. That's what they call me. (laughs) Is that what is that what six stands for? (laughs) Always correct. Um, So, what was the next installment in Street Fighter after Street Fighter Two? So I tried looking this up. Um, It's tricky because it's also speaking of means Street Fighter Two. That's a ridiculous number of updates, right? So there was Street Fighter yeah. 2, and then there was, I want to say it was the Championship Edition, which added the four boss characters. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Hyper Fighting version, which is in response to all the pirated copies of the games, which added new moves, so they released Hyper Edition. And then Street Fighter Turbo, I want to say came out in 94. Mortal Kombat 2 was 93. So there's like three maybe four versions of Street Fighter 2 that came out before Mortal Kombat 2. This is how nuts it is. Going back to the the Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Edition, I think is what the name, the full name of that release was called. I played that one on the Super Nintendo a lot. And I got to the point where I was putting in the code to up the speed to 10. Oh, wow. And I was still getting most of the way through the game. Well, see, that was the thing that got me about Street Fighter 2, right? Is the original Street Fighter 2, I found, to this day, too slow to play. Yeah. I need at least a couple stars of speed. But I can't do 10 stars. So, <laughs> hats off to you. <laughs> I, I was still young, so it was possible then. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I didn't even realize the stars were for speed. <laughs> Street Fighter 3? Oh, man, that one came way later, didn't it? Yeah, third it, third strike. After Street Fighter 2 Turbo, it was the new Challengers, which I think was around the time of Mortal Kombat 3. I'm probably getting this all wrong. Feel free to send us your corrections on Twitter, people, because we we obviously don't know. Mm. Yeah, you you can add us at Press B to Cancel, or if you just want to specifically go for Sick Jake, that's acceptable as well. It's okay, I'm used to it. Final Fantasy 8 sucks. But I think third strike didn't come home until dreamcast era yeah and i had it on dreamcast and i did not like i was i was excited to get it because i remember enjoying street fighter 2 and i got it and i was disappointed yeah street fighter 3 was a radical departure from street fighter 2 and a lot slower paced more tactical combat but totally totally different i agree i didn't really care for it either but we're missing alpha alpha i think was even before even that what did Alpha bring to the table? 3D maneuverability, I believe. Mm, did it? Or was that Alpha Zero? Right. So this is another problem with these <laughs> games. <laughs> There's like three versions of Alpha, which is freaking nuts. But it was as a prequel to Street Fighter 2. So all the characters are different. You had a couple, I think, they were supposed to be from the original first game that were brought in there. The graphic style was a, a different than Street Fighter 2. I kind of like it. Um, they brought in some air moves, 
uh, more specials, I want to say. It, it was definitely a, a different type of game than Street Fighter 2. So that's probably the one that comes after Mortal Kombat 2 is Street Fighter Alpha. I don't know. At that point, just give me Marvel versus Capcom. Agree. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love that game. That's actually a decent little segue into talking about Mega Man's Hadouken abilities. <laughs> like that, to me, that was that was kind of my always favorite, you know, Street Fighter thing was just give me the one hit kill Hadouken in Mega Man X. Thank you. That's all I need. Or the, what, he got in, in X2, he got the uh, Shoryuken? Yeah. Yes, which is so dope looking. It looks badass. It sounds ridiculous when he says it, and it's so hard to use. Oh, does he does he say the name of the move when he does it? He, he does with the Hadouken. I don't remember with, with X2. Uh, he might not in X2 now I think about it. But yeah, in the first one, Hadouken. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually, that was perfect. It sounds, it sounds like they had a parrot record it, <laughs> and that's what they used. There was a fan game, uh, Mega Man crossover with Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, Mega Man and, X Street Fighter. Yes, and it got the attention of Capcom, and Capcom, for whatever reason, instead of cease and desisting that shit, they put their backing behind it. They gave it the blessing to continue, and it's actually a fun little game. They announced it for some anniversary for one of the brands or just the company, I don't remember, but they hosted it on their website for download and all that back then. Which, these days... A company hearing a fan game getting any traction, they're gonna shut it down. <laughs> yeah. To Capcom's credit, they were, they were always good with that kind of stuff. I still haven't played it, but it's an interesting concept because it's mega. You play through as just a standard Mega Man game, but all the bosses are Street Fighter characters. Yeah, I love it. I remember I'm a little. Uh, I was a little upset when X3 came out, and I found out they didn't have any of the uh, the Street Fighter stuff. I thought the next logical thing for X to get would have been the Hurricane Kick. Yeah. And they didn't do that. And I remember thinking, I was let down, because can you imagine how cool it would have looked to have X doing a hurricane kick? There's <laughs> too many sprite animations. They were like, nope. <laughs> right. Let's just give them gold armor. It'll be fine. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm in my head, and this is a completely different discussion, some other time, you know, tangent. If, if Mortal Kombat had gotten in instead of Street Fighter, what Mortal Kombat move <laughs> would they have given Mega Man X? <laughs> oh, my God. He took off his head. Right. <laughs> that escalated so quick. Uh, let's let's do that. Everybody tweet at us or, you know, join us in our Discord for Press Me to Cancel. Tell us what Mortal Kombat move they should have given X if they hadn't gone with the Hadouken from Please, Street Fighter. I'm curious. I think that would be a good little... Yeah, that that would be great. Okay, right, can we go over to X... Or X. Can we go over to Mortal <laughs> Kombat 3? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of like... I don't remember much about 3 because by the time I... Bought it. No, I got it as a Christmas gift in like 96 or whatever year it came out. I remember I knew under the tree was a Super Nintendo game because of the very distinctive shape. And so I had torn off a couple of corners and then looked in there with a, a flashlight and then retaped it up. I was that kid. And <laughs> I, I had a lot of free times and I don't think my parents watched me that much. Doesn't matter. Point is, got Mortal Kombat 3 for Christmas. And I think by the time I got it, uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 had come out, and it's not that I wasn't happy. I, I played 3 for a bit, but I don't remember the difference between 3 and Ultimate 3. There's a lot. Is there? I think there was more characters, like more playable characters, but they, they introduced, like, you could run, and they introduced combos, which I thought were incredibly perfect for the Mortal Kombat franchise. Like, that's exactly what they should be able to do, is run at each other, and then string together some dope-ass combos it just made sense. And grunts. They, you know, 
when you run, you grunt a little bit like you do in real life. Well, more comments all about the realism. <laughs> <laughs> no, when three first came out, um, a lot of people didn't like it. They took out a lot of fan favorite characters in favor of new ones. A lot of people didn't like the style of it, how it took place in you know modern, like a city environment, urban environment, as opposed to one and two, which are mostly an outworld where these alien environments. I didn't care for because they ruined Sub Zero in that one. Yes, and, they gave him like overalls, right? They yeah. took off his mask and gave him overalls. They took the coolest character. That's right. And they took and they gave him suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they also give him like some cool new moves where he could like do an ice shower. Yeah. If you remember that, and like there's some really cool additions. But yeah, I I think I remember feeling like three was a bit of a dud. But Ultimate MK3, which I still own, is pretty sweet because that's when you get like Ermac, yeah. uh, Noob is playable. Scorpion Smoke. comes back. Uh, yeah, Scorpion comes back. They introduced the robot character, so you got Sector and Cyrax and. Uh, the the robot version of Smoke as well, which that whole story arc was so good. And you also get um, classic Sub Zero, and that's the one I used to like. Yeah, three. Damn it! Now I want to go and play Ultimate Ultimate Three. I think the closest I ever played to Mortal Kombat Three was Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Yeah, and that's another one. Like it, it, to me, that's when it enters Street Fighter realm. Like, well, well, I don't remember what the difference was between Three Ultimate Three and Three Trilogy. Or whatever it was. Because I've got Trilogy on the PS1. Yeah, Trilogy let you play characters from all three. And I think it had oh, well, versions sense. of the characters from three and Ultimate three. So it it was just kind of all-encompassing. They basically dropped everybody in there and was like, here, have at it. Good luck. You want to play Raiden from Mortal Kombat 1? You can do that. Like that uh, was really cool. It, on paper, really cool. In practice, kind of clunky and... Some characters are clearly better than others. Balancing was a problem in MK3 to begin with, and I think Trilogy made it worse. See, I yeah, I've got it on on the PS1. I don't know what all systems it came out on, but I've got it for the PlayStation, but I, I again, I don't know that I've ever played it. Does it have the mechanics from 3? Like, can everybody, like, if you're raiding from 1, can you run and do combos? I think if you're raiding from 1, you can do what raiding from 1 can do. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. I think you can run, but I don't. I don't know about the dial combos. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass on this one because I really don't know. I played it back when it came out, and that was it. Yeah, I completely forgot about trilogy. I'm glad you said that because, oh yeah, I got that shit. So, Mortal Kombat three is basically when Mortal Kombat was like, hey, remember what Street Fighter two did? Let's do that. Uh, there's also, I mean, Mortal Kombat outside of video games stretched into a whole lot of different markets they had action figures they had an anime they had you know the live action stuff the live action tv show was good i like that live action show there was a live action show i remember a saturday morning cartoon yeah i remember the cartoon um the, the live action show was i want to say it was was it not Liu kang it was was it kung lao it was like an ancestor of of the shaolin and he was kind of on his own thing it, it was moral combat in name but I don't remember outside of Reptile if there's anybody else who is canon characters. No. It, it had a, a Hercules Xena kind of vibe, but it took itself <laughs> a little bit more seriously. Wow. Um, I liked it. Oh, Raiden was in it, of course. Raiden was in that one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I liked it. I, I liked that show. I was disappointed when they canceled it. Are you thinking of Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I had really hoped to avoid that, <laughs> no. but I think we should mention it. <laughs> no, it's not the movie. It was a TV show. That movie was bad. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I fumbled that joke um, about the ending for 
or the multiple endings for Twisted Metal, and I had said something like, do you like porn but could do without all the sex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Just, just some violence and horrible acting. That's all I got. Never saw Annihilation. Oh, you've got to. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't got to see it if you're still like living that Mortal Kombat life. Uh, like we, when I was growing up, like when it came out, I thought it was great. All the characters that I loved uh, were there on the big screen. I didn't really know how to properly critique movies, but there it was. All the stuff that I you know liked. Well, me and my cousins. I also have to mention this. In the early to mid '90s, only like maybe one member out of every family group had the internet, and it was dial-up. And so during the summers and and stuff, when we didn't have school, me and the cousins would get together over at my aunt's house and, you know, her and my uncle had internet. We would spend 30 minutes just downloading secrets or like printing off secrets, codes, and combos (laughs) for all the different Mortal Kombats. So I I have a great bit of nostalgia for the Mortal Kombat series. That's probably also why I think it's so superior, other than just the blood and guts and everything else we talked about. Uh, There's a very strong sense of nostalgia. But I will never forget going to see that movie. And leaving, I, I went with my brother and my cousins, and my older cousin Jeff, he was like contemplating how good the movie was or bad, because I'm like raving, and he's like, well, it wasn't without its merits. And I knew right away that even though I didn't know what the fuck that meant, that was his way of telling a little kid who loved it, well, you're allowed to love it. It was shit, though. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to that very long story. Well, there's something to be said about bad movies still being fun, right? Like, I just right, watched yeah. Aquaman lately, and that's a bad movie. But it's still fun to watch. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to abstain from talking about that I one. Never, well, <laughs> I, I've not seen it. I'm just agreeing with the sentiment of, you know, a bad movie could still be enjoyable. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Was sure, it sure, Mortal sure, Kombat sure. Annihilation that the end credits had the, um, the code for Mortal Kombat 3 hidden in the credits? <gasps> what? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it had the symbols through the credits, and you can enter as a code in Mortal Kombat 3. At least I think that's what it was. Wow. That's right. That was also the game where they would show you the two characters in like a versus screen while the game loaded, and yes. you could enter in alteration codes. That's that's a blast from the past. I don't remember. I, well, I mean, I do now, but awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good callback. Awesome Mind Palace, bro. A, fin- a fingerless Mind Palace. <laughs> Extended Mortal Kombat media. You know, I have never seen Street Fighter the movie. Really? Oh, you've got to. Here's what you need to do. I have also never played Street Fighter the movie, the video game. There was a Street Fighter the movie, the video game. <laughs> there was. <laughs> so I've I've never heard of that since uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, the video game. So Street Fighter the movie, the video game did to Street Fighter the Mortal Kombat aesthetic. So it's all digitized versions of the actors in the game. I must find it. You seriously not seen this? No. Oh, you got to. Hold on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, okay. So, Werewolf, if you if you get a, a, a moment, here's what I think you should do. Sorry, as I try to laugh my way through this without actually, like, embarrassing myself. Uh, okay, so if you ever have just, like, six hours and nothing else to do, watch Mortal Kombat and then watch Street Fighter and then watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Just back to back to back. <laughs> there you go. Jake's got you covered. You got It's the only video game that has Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia in it. It's hilarious because Mortal Kombat <laughs> 1, from what I was, my research anyway, uh, a few people have said now that Midway, when they first were creating the game, they, they approached Jean-Claude Van Damme's people to try and make a game with him in it, and he turned them down. So instead, they just kind of went, okay, the generic Johnny Cage, 
we'll do the action hero tropes, right? So Kano is basically T-800, right? Arnold. Uh, what do you call it? The ninjas are your classic, you know, Japanese ninjas. Raiden's a mix of, you know, kung fu movies and, and Japanese lore. Like, it's all a ripoff of movies that they loved. But they really wanted Johnny Cage in there. Or uh, <laughs> Jean-Claude in there. <laughs> and they finally got him. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Well, he went to Street Fighter, but, you know. <laughs> this is wonderful. I can't quit looking at these little screenshots that you provided. <laughs> Zangief is is giant, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 That's something I learned. I'll have to find a ROM for it. But uh, Raul Julia was in the Street Fighter Two movie. It's his last right. movie, which is very sad because it's a bad one. And Raul Julia is an amazing actor. Yes, he was. But he, every scene he's in, he's a fantastic. Right when he's talking about Bison dollars. <laughs> And just, <laughs> he's just what? great. He's the reason to watch the movie. Well, and honestly, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, I, I made a, a, a comment about cocaine, which is hearsay. Obviously, I wasn't there for the, the filming of the movie. But uh, if you look up any sort of trivia on like IMDb or whatever, it might, might be on there. But uh, actually, I don't think IMDb would put something like that on there. <laughs> Let's look at the trivia for IMDb. <laughs> Did you know Jean-Claude Vaudin was high off a pile of cocaine? <laughs> or, anyway, but no, you're right. Raul Julia was was fantastic. Very kind of out there. Like, I don't think we've seen casting like that, and I'm about to get a lot of hate mail for this, since Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. I don't think you look at Michael Keaton before 1988 and say, yeah, that's obviously Batman. I don't think you look at Raul Julia and say, oh, yeah, that's fucking Bison, dude, clearly. Right, but Batman was at least a way better movie. <laughs> oh, Batman was great. And uh, obviously Michael Keaton, you know, did a wonderful job with that. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was a stellar Joker for the time. But I just I just mean like, I yeah. I still I have a hard time seeing Raul Julia in anything without thinking, you know, Gomez. So yeah. for my benefit and those of our listeners who maybe haven't seen the Street Fighter movie, am I to understand that the Street Fighter movie is just, ridiculously cheesy and somehow Raul Julia made Bison's character work amazingly despite that? It could be a case of, um, how do I want to put this delicately? A flower growing out of a pile of shit? <laughs> I, no, I, I don't know. Like, Well, I mean, because you guys are talking about how he talks about Bison dollars, which yeah. I can't imagine coming out of an actor's mouth while they're on camera and being like, yeah, this is serious. <laughs> the way he says it, he takes the role so seriously. He's professional, and you can see it when he he gives his lines. He must know how stupid he sounds, but he still delivers the best performance in the worst movie. Like wow. I'll, I'll say this: the the Mortal Kombat movie was good because it took the story of Mortal Kombat, which was a video game story. It's a tournament. There's weird cast of characters, and they made a movie about that. It was good for that, right? Annihilation kind of went off in their own thing a bit, and that's why it was bad. Street Fighter, Street mm-hmm. Fighter movie, same thing, right? Instead of doing like the World Fighters tournament, they ignore all that. They had an original story, and it was terrible, terrible. Yeah. And I think the movie <laughs> suffered. Had they done Street Fighter Two around a tournament and the drama around that, I think it would have been a cult classic. They should have. They should have done Bloodsport. Honestly, they had Van Damme anyway. <laughs> So, okay, uh, here's the best analogy I can come up with in my mind. And this analogy is actually the polar opposite of the actual point. Uh, Jason Mewes, an actor who I I adore from the Jay and Silent Bob movies. You know who I'm talking about? Snoochie Boochies. 
Yeah, right? He's this guy who's kind of known to play idiot characters. Now imagine Jay reading Shakespeare. <laughs> it's that idea, but the exact opposite. It's Shakespeare <laughs> reading Jay. It's, you know, Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> reading the part of Jason Mewes. From any, you know what I mean? So it's Raul Julia just doing his best and being great at it, but with a subpar script. So in the pile of manure that is that movie, even though I still will watch it, uh, he is he is the, the shining point. He is the the flower in that in that shit pile. I guess I will have to check it out. I'm sorry I ate up so much of our time with that Jason Muse thing, but <laughs> it, it tracks. I think it I think it tracks. So I think we can agree like fighting games are great, and these are just two. To me, very iconic franchises, but there are still so many more to talk about. Oh, man, there's so many fighting game franchises that I played aside from these and probably a lot more. Uh, what, what else? Were, we were talking about them briefly before the show. Virtua Fighter, there's Tekken, there was yeah, I love Tekken. Uh, Soul Blade slash Soul Edge slash Soul Calibur, whatever title you want to give it. I can never remember the name. Oh, there was, there was Pit Fighter uh, for the Genesis. <laughs> I think, but yeah. The, there's Killer Instinct. Killer there's Instinct was what I, I love. Killer Instinct. Yeah, there's some really great stuff. But to me, when I think fighting games, uh, I, I immediately think of Mortal Kombat. And then after I'm done thinking about that, I think about Street Fighter. If if you guys, I know we're just in the classic brawl combats, so I won't talk a lot about it. But if you like the story, as silly as it is, for Mortal Kombat's one, two, and three, you got to play Mortal Kombat nine. I, I think I even said this before on, on another episode. Mortal Kombat 9 is a love letter to the classic three. It retells mm-hmm. the entire story. Like literally nine is cinematics are from one through three and you fight your way through it. It's oh. it's really huh. good, right? The character designs are a bit eh, but the story, the story that you think was behind one through three, they do everything in nine. Nine is totally worth playing now. I, yeah, I'll absolutely do that. All right. I guess I'll be hitting YouTube later. <laughs> that's more, more likely that's what i'll be doing yeah well and also like as ugly as it was mortal kombat 4 i enjoyed for the character of rico if you're ever gonna force yourself to play mortal kombat 4 just play as rico and watch his ending it's it's the m night Shyamalan of mortal kombat moments do you know what get you know what system got mortal kombat 4 port huh? what game boy what? what game boy color has mortal kombat 4 what the... i was playing it earlier it's so bad it's really bad I want to mention something. I know where you J- Jake was just talking about Mortal Kombat 9. I've seen that one. Like I've seen videos of it and stuff like that. I've seen ads for Mortal Kombat 11. I know these exist, right? And then you started talking about Mortal Kombat 4 and my brain was like, "Wait, there was a 4?" I honestly <laughs> don't remember 4 at all. <laughs> like I said somehow they got to 9. Yeah. They skipped over. There's no 6, right? It was, was there five? I think there's Deadly Alliance. I think, and there's no six or seven or eight. Didn't they just get like various subtitles? One went just by Mortal Kombat. I think that's how they did it for a while. Is that what they did? I know there was the side story ones like mythologies and stuff. Oh lord, that's a whole other episode we'll have to look at. Yeah, Hold no. On. All right, here goes. But... There was three trilogy: Mythology Sub Zero, Four, Mortal Kombat Gold, Special Forces. Uh, Deadly Alliance, uh, Deception, Shaolin Monks, Armageddon. Wow. So you know what? It was Deadly Alliance, uh, Deception, and Armageddon. That's where 5, 6, and 7 were. I didn't play 
any of those. Well, it's better that they did that, though, instead of like Turbo, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ultimate Edition, Tournament, Alpha. The new batch. Whatever other things they put. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the college years. The college That's what I want to see. I want to see Mortal Kombat, the college years. <laughs> Goro is the lovable, the grouchy groundskeeper of the college. <laughs> Okay, then uh, who's going to be like the emo, like Eeyore kind of down in the dumps? Like everybody's cool until this person shows up. They're like, oh, cool, Jax is here. <laughs> hey, guys, just <laughs> never mind. It's, it's going to be way too sexually graphic for everything I was about to say with metal arms. You got like Smoke, Reptile, Noob, all, the, all of them, they're in a frat together. Yeah, and, and and Noob is is really cool, but he's quiet. But he's like this really great chef, and everybody's a little bit suspicious of that. <laughs> Guys, I think we have to write this. <laughs> Scorpion's the jock, but Sub Zero's the one who gets all the girls. Is Mario Lopez available? <laughs> he could just play all of them, <laughs> since they all play the since they're all the same guy. Right. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is the call of the college. <laughs> All my Mortal Kombat's <laughs> coming to Netflix. <laughs> so then, also, what we have to do is take like the KMFDM soundtrack, and then put it to like '90s sounding transition music. You know how they would do going to and coming back from commercial breaks. <laughs> anyway, I've got ideas. We'll we'll make some content. It's going to be wonderful, guys. After these messages, we'll be ripping hearts out. Oh, my God. Okay, we could probably end the episode like 10 minutes ago. But thank you guys for sticking with me through this. That was the journey. I, I feel like that was gold at the end. but Oh, yeah. It was... If you guys stuck around for it, let us know what you thought of that one. Was it Mortal Kombat gold? Yes. Nobody yes, played that one. <laughs> and honestly, the odds of somebody making it to like an hour and five minutes in this episode is probably pretty impressive. So if you're listening, thank you. We love you. Yes. Let's let's end this by telling people where we can find ourselves. Werewolf, where can people find you? I am now actively streaming on Twitch again. Fuck yeah, you are, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. You can find me on Twitter from time to time. W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. Tell Google you meant it, and you'll find me. <laughs> Tell well, Google you meant it. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, watching you stream again has been like one of the highlights to my week, dude. So welcome back. Glad you're there. Yes. Uh, Sick Jake, how about you? Where can people find you? Well, I'm not actively streaming, but you can find me sometimes here, or you can find me on Twitter at S-I-C-J-A-K-E. Awesome. And then, of course, as always, my name is Guy Prime from The Retro Therapy, and you can find The Retro Therapy on uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, what am I forgetting, YouTube, and then, of course, here at Press B to Cancel. So until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening to our B-game. Have yourselves a great evening. Sure do you can. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been Press B to Cancel. Thank you.